The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hey everyone, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Carrie Wilkerson, the author of The Barefoot Executive, The Ultimate Guide for Being Your Own Boss and Achieving Financial Freedom. Go to carriewilkerson.com to find out more. Carrie, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a privilege. Thank you. Carrie, can you tell us how you got started in this business? Sure. Um, 14 years ago, as a matter of fact, I was teaching high school, so grades 9, 10, 11, 12, and um, my husband and I decided to start our family. So we adopted two children. They were eight months and two years, and so literally overnight, I became a mom. And at that point, I just reevaluated everything. And all of a sudden, my career wasn't important. The only thing that was important was being the primary caregiver for them. But at the same time, I, um, I needed a paycheck. We had not made the income plan for me to stay home. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, it doesn't matter what I do. I need to do something from home. Um, my kids were removed from a situation where they just weren't sure who their caretakers were. They, they, uh, they needed a constant in their life. And I decided that if I was going to be their mom, I was going to be that constant. So I looked around, I read every book I could find, um, did a lot of research. Now, back then, we had to use libraries. You know, Google wasn't at our fingertips 14 years ago the way it is now. Mm-hmm. But I decided there had to be something I could do from home. And I started uh, working from home. And it just hasn't been an option since. I just refuse to work for anybody else. I refuse <laughs> to go uh, comply with somebody else and work for them. Well, that's a, uh, you know, a really great story. And, and since that time, Lots of tools have been created, which makes that even more possible for people in this day and age. So first of all, I just wanted to ask you, because the title of your book is very unique, Barefoot Executive, what exactly is a Barefoot Executive, Carrie? Well, you know, I um, am from the South, so I'm from the uh, place where we're we're kind of country out here, and, and I'm just more comfortable barefoot. I'm more comfortable on my terms. Uh, I'm not somebody that's defined by my fancy shoes or my name brands or any of that, and I decided that, um, well, you know, we also have a saying. I don't know if you have this in the U.K., but... Uh, you know, they used to make fun of people in the country and say, yeah, those men like to keep their women at home barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> and and that really kind of means it's kind of derogatory. It means keeping them home, having kids, taking care of the house. Well, when I was pregnant with our third child, my husband nicknamed me the barefoot executive. He said, you know, you're barefoot, you're in your ponytail and just just happy and pregnant and running this really high six figure company. You have it all. And you're a barefoot executive. You're defining a CEO on your own terms. So the barefoot executive isn't just about me being barefoot. It really is about what does your corner office uh, mean? Does it mean on your patio? Does it mean working from the beach? Does it mean in a high rise? What does it mean to work on your terms and be a CEO uh, on your terms? That's basically, 
you know, there's some people that will say beach money or, you know, blue jean CEO or those kind of things. And, and Barefoot Executive to me just kind of sums up the fact that I'm a CEO of my own company and I determine my income and I also determine my dress code. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so why would you recommend being your own boss and working from home? You know, I think the economy is no surprise to anyone right now. Um, and, and there, there is no security in employment. We say, oh, we need a steady paycheck. We need a steady job. But the fact is when companies are restructuring or when they're in financial trouble or the economy changes, uh, employees are the first thing to go. They downsize, they restructure, they get rid of you. And there's no security in that. Ask anybody that's looking for a job right now. There's no security in depending on someone else. The tax benefits are great. The lifestyle benefits are incredible. You know, I will work 80 hours a week to prevent having to work for somebody else. You know, if that means I get to go to a breakfast like I did this morning, honoring my daughter who uh, was being recognized for being an outstanding student. You know, if I had to commute on a train or drive into the city an hour each way, I would have missed that for her this morning. She wouldn't have had a mom or a dad there if we had to do that. So I recommend that that people take charge of their own income, their own security. I know if I need money, I know how to go make it. I know how to go find a client or I know how to create an information product or create a package or or sell something. I know how to do that. I'm not depending on anyone else. And, and it's not for everyone. I know a lot of people really are employee wired. They're job wired and they just the thought of anything else terrifies them. But for a lot of us, it's a really great option, whether it's for part-time income or full-time income, um, you know, whether you create your own product or manufacture something or just use what's in your brain or whether you represent somebody else's product. Um, it's, it's a great opportunity to have some financial security, to get into a different financial situation, to build your self-esteem and your success and to create a life that you love. Absolutely. Uh, and Carrie, if I may, I just want to second that, what you've just said there, because like you said, Carrie, I'm a barefoot executive as well, and I do things on my own terms. There's still a lot of risk. I, I still work very, very hard. In fact, probably harder than I did when I had a nine to five job. But it's just so great to be able to be at home with my wife and my three boys and just do things on my own terms. I don't know why that's so important to me, but it is. So it's been fantastic. And it's so great that you're helping people to take this step in their lives. So um, I just wanted to ask you about some of the concepts that you've written about in your book. You refer to three big mistakes that people can sometimes make when it comes to their income. So could you let us know what they are and maybe what we should do instead? Yeah, absolutely. So I probably won't remember these in order, but one of those is chasing somebody else's dream. Um, chasing somebody else's dream. What does that mean? That means just because, um, you know, Lord Sugar, uh, let me, let me translate into being bilingual. I was going to say Donald Trump, but we'll say Lord Sugar. Let's say that he has done really well in his industry. And so other people starting businesses say, well, Lord Sugar's done really well at that. That must be the business to be in. You're chasing his dream or you say, oh, my buddy over there, he has a law practice from home or a, a finance practice from home and he does really well. That must be what I need to be in. You cannot say, 
well, this is what Joey does and this is what Carrie does. That must be what I need to do. You really have to look at your own skill set, your own history, your own interests. Now, I will not say you have to pursue what you're passionate about. I don't believe that. And my book makes that very clear. But I will say is you can't pursue what somebody else is passionate about if you have no experience in that, no skill set in that. That's just silly. That's just setting yourself up for, um, you know, death by a thousand cuts. It's just not fun and it's not going to suit you well. Look at your own space, your own skill set, your own uh, software. Look at what you have around you. What can you create a small growing business from, from what you already have and what you already know. So don't chase somebody else's dream. Another would be chasing the money. Okay, now some of you are going to be shaking your head and saying, but Carrie, of course, it's money. I have to chase money. That's why I'm doing this. And I would say if you're just chasing what's going to be big and profitable, if you're just chasing it for the sake of money, you'll give up. You'll fail. Yep, I just said fail. And yes, I'm a motivational kind of girl. But I'm going to tell you it's not about the money. Money is not great in and of itself. But you have to look at why do you want to make money? So, Joey, you talked about being home man. I have four children myself, one of those that has some extreme special needs. So do I really work for money or do I work for the ability to give him the best therapy and school and opportunities ever? Do I really work for money or do I work for the, the opportunity that my teen daughter has to study music therapy and excel with her instrument and her art lessons? Do I really work for money or do I really work for the dream my eight-year-old has of being on Broadway and so working with the theater coach? Do I really work for money or do I work for the fact that I love that my husband has the most volunteer hours at our local school and he gets to sit on the board at the PTA and be really involved with our schools and our communities? Am I really working for money? Do we really work for numbers on a paycheck or do we really work for choices, options and things that really matter to us? If you're just working for the money, it's going to be empty and you're going to give up because you can get that at a job. But you get choices, options and alternatives when you're pursuing your own economy and creating your own lifestyle. So that would be number two. Number three would be chasing too many rabbits at the same time. I don't know how many hunters are listening to this, or maybe you've just seen uh, movies and footage of the uh, the Kingsmen doing their hunts on the, on the castle grounds, but you cannot chase two rabbits at the same time and catch either one. It's just impossible. You can chase one rabbit and perhaps catch it. The same goes for pursuing two businesses. Now, some of you will say, well, Carrie, we follow you pretty closely. We know you have multiple businesses. Well, I do now, but I didn't build them all at the same time. I built one business to ridiculous cash, to good profitability, and to great systems. And then I allowed myself to pursue another when I had systems in place for the other one to maintain its growth. You can't. Uh, effectively date two people and have two great relationships at once. You can't work at two different places and effectively grow your advancement and careers at two different places. You can't uh, chase two businesses at the same time and just see which one's going to pan out first. It's just not possible. So chasing too many rabbits is not a good thing. I'm going to recommend you choose one rabbit. You chase that rabbit. You really put good, consistent, quality, repeatable effort into that. Get that business profitable and then pursue a second business if you like or a multiple stream of income if you like. So how would we go about figuring out what the best type of business to create for us would be? 
Yeah, so in my book, I talk about the five core models of at-home businesses. Now, I know they're broad and they're general, but basically, I believe not everyone is suited for every kind of business. And I also believe that when, depending on your motive for building, maybe you're trying to get out of debt or trying to get out of your job, or or maybe you're just trying to see what interests you, um, I believe one of those different models will suit you better at any given time. The Usually the fastest and easiest and most low cost to start up would be a service-based business. That's where you trade your skills. So maybe web design, maybe mowing lawns, maybe child care or cooking. Think of most of our moms, right? Um, how many of our moms taught piano lessons or voice lessons or sewed for people or made jams and jellies or cakes at Christmas and sold them? And, you know, our moms are a really great example of service-based businesses. And so, um, you know, that's a good one when people need immediate cash that they, they just don't even have to print up business cards or do much marketing for. There usually is a pretty immediate need. But as far as your best business, I think you really have to go through some of the exercises in the book and say, what am I good at? What have I done? What am I trained in? What am I knowledgeable about? What can sustain my interest for a little while? What does the market need and want and what will they pay for? And where are the people that I need to reach? I think you really have to work through some of those exercises in order to know what's a good fit for you, for your market, for your geography, for your skill set and for your profit margin. As you said earlier, Carrie, this isn't necessarily an easy thing and it's not for everyone. So we have to be in the right mindset to succeed in our business. So do you have any tips for us on how to get into the right mindset? You know, I don't know many people that um, go into a pregnancy or childbirth saying, we're just going to wade in and see how this works out. You kind of have to commit to the parent thing <laughs> full <laughs> in, right? Do you agree with that? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. In some other decisions in our life, we think, um, you know, maybe even buying real estate or maybe with jobs and especially with starting a business, we say, mm, I'm just going to see how this works. I'm going to put some spare time towards this and I'm just going to see what sticks and maybe it'll work. And so I think the first mindset you have to be in is that it's going to work. That it's going to work. You know, people all day long, cynical people can say to me, I'm tired of rags to riches stories. I'm tired of hearing about people that were sleeping in their car and then made it big in business or people that were so far in debt. Why can't the little guy ever just do anything? And I would say it's because the little guy's not hungry enough. Sometimes you have to be desperate enough, hungry enough and no other options. So the option is it has to work. That's your first mindset. The second mindset is why not you? Why can't you excel in your business? Why can't you create income? Why not? Instead of looking for all the reasons why it's not going to work, let's look at all the reasons why it should work and why it will work and why it must work. So you also have to surround yourself with positive people. Negative people don't really have a place in your life. And even if you're related to them or maybe they're friends with your spouse or family, you you don't have to share your dreams with them. You don't have to expect them to be excited. It's just not going to happen. People without dreams and goals and ambition don't understand those of us that do, and they want to keep us all in the same box as them, and it's not popular to excel. Um, so I say guard your dreams carefully. Surround yourself, whether it's on social media or through listening to really positive interviews like this. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded, with people that believe in you. So sometimes people will say, well, I don't know that you're that serious about business. Maybe you're just a paid encourager. And I will say, you know what? If that is my full-time business, I'm okay with that because people need to know 
without a shadow of a doubt that somebody believes in them. And I do believe in your particular skill set. And I do believe that there is a market for what you have. And I do believe if you were to decide there was no other way out that it was going to work, I do believe you can make that work. So surround yourself with people like that, people that are believers, people that are winners and not whiners, and people that are going to help add helium to your balloon instead of weight to it. One of the things that I found uh, particularly difficult and perhaps you know required some real effort, conscious effort on my part to get better at was beating procrastination and taking action. When you're working for yourself, there's no boss to tell you what to do and to make you do those things on time. And it was something that I really had to force myself to learn. So I'm sure that you've come across this many times, Carrie, with the people that you've been helping. How do you help them to get into a mindset where they're constantly taking action and moving forward with the business? You know, I think that's human nature. We do tend to put off things that aren't our favorite or things that we think only will take a little bit of time, especially those of us that are really positive and optimistic. We think, oh, that's only going to take 30 minutes. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. That's one of our default settings, unfortunately. But I would ask you this, Joey, if I were your coach or your consultant, I would say, is there another income at your house? So does your wife um, have a position also? We work together in the business, yeah. Okay, so you work together in your own business. Okay, so the reason you do finally end up getting things done, you might procrastinate, but the reason you do finally end up getting them done is because if you don't work, you don't eat, right? Mm -hmm. So people will ask me all the time, what motivates you? Well, because we have a mortgage, um, because the lights have to be paid for, (laughs) the kids want to eat occasionally. Uh, You know, we talked about the school and the therapy my son has. I mean, that is what keeps me moving. But what could cause us not to procrastinate? I would say that we're probably, as independent business owners, still doing too much of our own stuff, that sometimes we just need to find some great folks that we can either barter with or outsource to. I think the other thing is, and this is probably number one, we have this fear associated with it not being perfect enough or not good enough. And so we delay it and delay it and delay it until we feel ready or right or qualified or substantial or credentialed enough. And, um, and that's just a myth. It's never going to be perfect enough. It's never going to be um, ideal enough. Sometimes you just have to get it out there. My book deadline, I missed several of my book deadlines. And it was because of that. I had this fear about putting it out there. Even though I'm great at what I do, I love what I do, and I'm not at all shy about what I do. It's still, I had this fear about the book being perfect. This definitive word from Carrie Wilkerson, you know. Um, so sometimes it's that that holds us back. But you do really just, you know, let's go back to kindergarten and say, let's reward ourselves little by little for those small steps we get done so that the big stuff doesn't seem so overwhelming. So when we have got up and going with things, how do we then find and connect with the people in our marketplace? You know, that's a great question. You have to say, who is raising their hand? Who is already saying to me, this is the kind of thing I want and that I'm kind of interested in? Let's imagine going to a networking party uh, in London, right, with 200 people there. Now, let's imagine that they're wearing a shirt that has a big, big words on it that say their age what they're interested in, and what they spend on. Okay, let's just imagine we walk into that room and everybody is labeled. That would make our networking efforts a little easier, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So guess what? We have that every day in social media. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, 
Pinterest, people are wearing these big signs that say, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm posting pictures of. This is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm clicking on. This is who I'm talking to. These are the people I'm following. These are like big signs that say, please, please, please talk with me because your people are my people. So social media is a great place to find people. Look in Facebook groups. Look in LinkedIn groups. Look on Pinterest and pin boards and search by keywords according to your market. I mean, it really is a giant mixer where people are wearing T-shirts saying, I'm tired of being a number. I'm tired of being not noticed. Notice me and let's talk about this thing we have in common. And that is a key to finding those people. And these tools are relatively new too. So it it might be true to say there's never really been a better time in history for us to do this. And they're free. That only costs your time. And so use those. So people say, well, I'm so busy, though. I don't have time. You know what? Bull. We all have the same amount of time. Use the time that nobody else wants. When is that? Use early, early morning hours. Use nap hours from other people. Use nighttime hours. Use Friday night when you would normally be at the pub. Be willing to do a little sacrifice or else just quit your complaining. Sure. Carrie, where can we go to get more content from you? And also, where can we buy the book? Sure. Um, If you go to CarrieWilkerson.com, C-A-R-R-I-E, W-I-L-K-E-R-S-O-N.com. That's my blog. Lots of content there. You can also go to barefootexecutive.tv. That's lots of my video content. And the book is available at um, every major retailer. So Amazon.uk, Amazon.com. If you want a free chapter, you can download that at CarrieWilkerson.com or go to barefootexecutivebook.com and see what other people are saying about it. Great. Well, that's the end of today's show, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Carrie, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. I've had a lot of fun, and I'm sure this is going to help people who are thinking of taking this step in their lives. Thank you. And I would say, guys, it's not going to be easy. It's absolutely not going to be easy, but I can promise you it will be worth it. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.